right? What, uh, what did you guys think? We've got still about 10 minutes or so. Anyways, if we want to wrap up at the three hour mark, do you want to do a little recap of our experiences for Estrin, what we liked, what we didn't like, um, that kind of stuff? Sure. You guys kind of take over. I was the game leader. I'm probably the most familiar with the system as well. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Some of you being your very first time, others of you a little more experienced with the system. Do we want to work off of like the review criteria I kind of set yes. among our little group here yeah, before, or just free yes. form? Okay. So while I mean, you guys are doing this, I'm going to refill my blood orange. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about our player experience. Yeah. Margarita mix. I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just because uh, I'll, pose the questions, I guess, because I'm the nerd who loves thinking about game design and, and how this goes. And this was my first experience with Esther and, and it was, it's great. It's such a flavorful system. Um, my first question was like, what does the game want to do? And like in its tone setting, you know, its complexity and, and how do the mechanics work to enforce that? And I think if I could just answer first, I love the horror aspect of it. And like, I know we didn't do a lot of mental resistance roles and how that snowballs into character traits which is really really great and i hope that we do get to explore that in the future but i think that the shining thing for me in esterin is just the setting is so beautifully crafted like if anybody gets a chance go check out studio agate check out shadows of esterin and just take a look at the first book i believe is free on drive through um, yeah book zero is free book yeah. zero is free so like you can get a taste of just how much work these people have put into this game it is beautiful it's really really great but go ahead. Yeah, I, I would I would agree, Rainy. I think that you know I love the world. Uh, it's it's one of the best designed worlds that I've ever seen in a role playing game. It's really it's lovingly crafted. Amber Amber had described it as lovingly crafted, and it's really you can tell it's such a work of passion by the people who did it. Uh, and it's it's got music. Uh, I mean, it's got yeah, recipe books. It's so got good. it's got everything that goes along with the world. It's not just you know, hey, here's this world that you play in. Uh, and then out getting outside of that, you know, and you guys got some of a taste of that tonight when we played. We had some combat and stuff. The system really just gets out of the way and lets you play like a really good story uh, because it's very intuitive. You roll with one d ten and you add something to it. And that's really a good game. A good game role-playing game system gets out of the way of what you're doing. It's not in the way. Uh, and I think Estrin's a really, really good example of that. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I love most about Estrin that I think the system is trying to do and does well is uh, Estrin loves duality, like the theme of duality and the theme of juxtaposition of opposing forces coexisting inside one thing. Um, and you see that a lot with like, um, like the raw beauty depicted in the setting contrasted with the horror you see that in the character creation where um, all of your ways, they're not good and high or not high and low are not good and bad. Um, they rep one strength, like a high in something also has an equally bad weakness. Like you can, they're, they're just points on a scale. Um, so that contrast comes up in character play a lot. Um, and even in like uh, just elements within, like there's the Demorthan who are very close to nature. They represent a very traditional way of life and spirituality. And then there's like Magiants, which is just, like ruthless cold progress in some ways in scientific method. Um, well, and then you just, have the oh, one temple too, which is like yeah, a and different the, kind the of temple. just adherence to tradition or actually a new religion. You know what I mean? Like it, Yeah, it's it, like the crusades. It's an oppressive religion versus the kind of holistic one that was there first. Um, and there's conflict there. So just, um, just the nature of duality, exploring duality within people, duality within the world and themes like that. Um, and there are mechanics that support that in Esterin. Um, there's no good or bad, like high and low is not good and bad. They're, they both have their strengths and flaws with every single number. 
Yeah. So for me, one of the things that I love about Esterin is kind of the grittiness of it. I feel like for Esterin, unlike most other games, you're not really playing like a superhero, right? You're you're basically playing like an average person that's like struggling yeah. to survive. There's Which a lot of other to things. Dysentery. Yeah, there's like spirits, <laughs> yeah. you know, there's there's giants that has like, you know, weird this weird magic science, but at the heart of it, you're still playing kind of an average person that's doing their best. There are hero moments that you have, but you're not this like crazy high level, um, super powerful person. You're still struggling to survive and travel and dealing with regular things like falling uh, and breaking your arm and like, you know, worrying about plague and starvation and things like that. So that's one of the things that I love about Esterin. But also that's a really good point because uh, eventually we need to talk about hit points as like a mechanic in games because like, right. like you're saying, in like a game like Dungeons and Dragons, you fall and they you just roll and you go, oh, you take three d six points of damage. There's no like narrative. You break your arm and you're screwed. You know what I mean? Like which I love yeah, that system yeah. right there. Humans yes. are this squishy. That's right. what so, they always are. Always that squishy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You don't gain hit points. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who will be listening to this, if it's only audio or whatever, uh, it basically has a health track where after you take a certain amount of damage, you know, you're taking negatives to every one of your rolls. Every taking... one of your rolls too, not just physical. And I really like that because like, okay. pain, if you, yeah, are, pain if is you are seriously problem. injured, your mental capacity is yeah. drastically, it's, it's messed up. Like, Oh, make a mental resistance check. You have a broken fucking arm and you're in pain. Like you're already afraid of death. Not at your most resilient. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I will. I will talk really, really quick, just because we are coming up on yeah. nine thirty. Um, but I was one of the folks where I had never played Esterin before. Um, only heard of it because I'm friends with Troy, uh, and that's how I knew about it in the first place. Um, and I, I think it's really excellent. It did. I will say it did take me a bit to get used to the rules. Obviously you know, three, three sessions in, I'm still just like, Hey, is this how this works? But the, the fact that it is just one D 10 and it's not like you don't need like a million dice for a million different things. It's one D 10 here. It is done. Um, that does help a lot in its favor and did make it easier for me to learn and understand. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are also, um, a lot of great character options. You know, I was talking earlier with chat about how, there aren't really classes, but there are professions. And even though technically Eve is a hunter, you know, in D&D terms, she would be like a barbarian and she'd play more like a barbarian based on the way I built her. Um, so you really can kind of just build your character to be a person. Um, you, you know, your strengths won't always match up with your career. And that's what Esterin kind of shows in a weird mm -hmm. way. Um, and I, I think that makes it really, really interesting and very exciting to build a character. Like I could build a million different characters in this system and they'd all be different. Yeah, that was actually the next uh, prompt I had, which was like player options and agency. Like again, some games, like some of the bigger RPGs out there are very reactive in player, um, like just the way they're written. You know what I mean? Like it's expected that someone in Troy's position, the game leader basically prompts them, they react to things. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like the way that you make characters in Esterin really informs a lot of what you should want to be doing. You know what I mean? Right. Um, because like Amber said, the math, the mechanics of it aren't good and bad, high and low. You know, it's mostly just like strengths and weaknesses and weaknesses can be really fun things to play up on. Or, you know what I mean? Like- Oh, most of the time always are, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, that leads me into my next question, unless anybody has any other player options, uh, yeah. comments. Has, okay. has, um, has Christian got to talk yet? I just want to make sure everyone. Yeah, yeah, I did. I'm good. Yeah, you did. Okay, perfect. Okay, Quick comment ahead. on agency and options. So, Esther, and you have a ton of agency during character creation, but once that's done, 
you're going to be beholden to what you actually put down. There's kind of a give and take and a shared narration with the GM and player that you might not be used to if you're more used to playing something like Dungeons and Dragons, Mm -hmm. where like the GM is supposed to know your character really well. So you might want to do something. The GM will be like, actually, you're terrified. And this is what happens in this moment. Like Mm -hmm. they might remind you um, that sometimes you are out of control. Yeah. Yeah. And that is true. And that's a, that's something that I, I uh, enjoy about Estrin. Honestly, I feel like it gives it a more authentic experience. It adds to that grittiness, right? It adds to the risk factor. Um, there is a mechanic that was introduced in the official campaign, Dirg, which is, I believe, called um, Passion. Uh, and it's basically a new, I think it's Passion anyways, I might be mistaken, but it's basically a new mechanic where um, if something that is very important to your character's narrative arc if it is, if you are experiencing something that is opposed to that, and you want to act contrary to how you would, you have to make a role. I, I think it's called, maybe it's not passion drive. I think it's called drive. So the example I'll give you really quick is um, one of the main characters. I believe his name is Owen or Yogan. I don't know how to pronounce it, but um, his main narrative arc is that of uh, love. Basically, it's tragic love. So if he experiences some, let's say his party is in trouble, but also the love of his life, uh, Celine, I think is her name. Uh, mm-hmm. if, if she is also in grave danger and he says, I'm going to go help my friends. Well, as the game later, you might say, okay, you know, that like, this is dire. You might never see Celine again. If you choose this, I want you to make a, um, you know, I want you to make a drive check. Yeah. Can your character you actually that check, do this? Then you act in the best interest of the woman you love. Like, and, and cool. they have those things. Um, yeah. Again, I think that was introduced in the official campaign of Dierg, uh, and it adds a fourth ca- a fourth page to the standard character sheet. Yeah. Is that the Kickstarter? Because there's a Kickstarter that's running for for it too. Yeah, Gear uh, Dierg Two is the next Kickstarter okay. uh, studio. That, that is actually live right now. So, oh, oh, it's wait, live right it? now. Did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I believe it is. So go look. I was going to say it must have just been recently. So I, I, I saw something. It. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm sure. I think there was a reminder for it. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled for more Estrin content coming to Kickstarter. Such a great company to support, guys. Studio Agate. I got to meet Nell, the creator, and he's an, an amazing person. You can tell that he put his entire heart and soul into creating this, and it's it's his life's work, honestly. Um, and he's done such an incredible job of building this world and. One of the things that I love is I feel that a lot of this inspiration for him came from the experiences he had of playing with his friends, you know, playing with his closest friends. He he would have things come up where he would play through things like a uh, like a act or a scene in a play. Right. And maybe he wanted to have a discussion with a character on the side. And he talks about these experiences in his books a little bit, too, um, which are really cool. And I think that that is uh, it's cool to come from humble roots. So, yeah, uh, Shadows of Estrin is definitely deserving of um support and from what i understand we have a very loyal fan base like yeah it, online i love shadows of Vestrian, love shadows of Vestrian. i have Ogham stone runes tattooed on my back like it's <laughs> so um, dedication real quick if i could prompt you troy that actually you kind of touched on both of these things but i love talking about when we're talking about a game and developers and things like that how involved that company is in engaging the community and keeping up with like output and stuff like that because sometimes you get a game they put out one book and then they're like that's all you're ever gonna get like the rest is on you go ahead like if you got a problem with something remember your own rules it seems to me like studio agate's pretty responsive pretty active like because again like there's a pretty it's not one of the you know big name rpgs but it has a strong following people who love it love it they're involved 
Um, Absolutely. And that Out, seems like art a, books, song tracks. Oh, exactly. Maybe. Video <laughs> games. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's really great how much this company does. But oh, yeah. um, real quick, from a GM perspective, because this is something I want to talk about too when we do these series, how much prep does this game require? How much knowledge mm-hmm. does it require for you to run a game? It is a great question. So I think overall, it is a little heavy. It is a little intensive on the amount of prep and work that is required on the part of the GM. The I will say this. So I don't think it is unnecessary, but the more you put into it, the more you will know and the better your experience will be. You don't have to read every single book and know every single thing before you play. But as you read more, you will get more ideas and you will find out about more of the world. And I think one of the best things to do is check with your players on the things that they want to explore. If you have a whole group that is all about occultism, well, then it would probably behoove you as a GM to read the Black Moon Handbook and the Book of Occultism, right? You probably won't have to read the Monastery of Tuath, which is the kind of the Temple of the One God book, right? Right. Um, but explore those things, right? And as you delve into the books, as you learn more about the scenarios and the uh, campaign setting, you'll find things that you are interested in as a GM as well. Maybe you really love that conflict between the temple and the Magians, or right. maybe you really, really love the idea of the Demorathan and the Morkali, which are the evil Demorathan, basically. And you want to run a campaign around those primary elements. So you have a little bit of liberty in what you want to pick and choose. And in fact, I would say from a GM standpoint, One of the things that I've run into, one of the craziest things is that in the campaign I've been running with Jess and Amber for almost two years now, um, there is so much that we haven't even scratched the surface on, that we haven't even explored. And it's just because the world of Western is so vast, right? Yeah, the lore is deep, uh, for sure. Like lore. Because again, we were talking about this, like this game is at the forefront setting. You know, setting is everything, tone is everything. Um, Yeah which I think is my big takeaway from this game that I really like. I just want to throw out there too, um, just to cut in really quick. Uh, One of the things that we were just talking about is how I hate reading rule books, right? They they kind of read like history text and they kind of read just like rules. But one of the beautiful things that I love about Esther is all of the lore is like written in little short stories, right? You get to learn about the world through like stories that people from the world are telling in a way. Yeah, literal people that exist in your world. Yeah, yeah. and it's wonderful to read. It is wonderful to read yes. and learn about. See, that's so funny. Jess, yeah. we could not be more different. I, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. I, I actually, I was going to say that it's it's a wonderful flavor thing that they do that, but as a negative from someone who just wants to, like, you know, if you're just running the game and you need to look up a rule or something, that is a huge pain in the ass to try to find something. You know? So that's, that's a little, that's a negative. I mean, it's, you know, it's... it's positive in my book. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's well, it's yeah. just like it a depends stat. on how you look it's like at an it. Right? Status. It depends on your point of view, right? That's a and that's such a good yeah. It's like the stats, you know. It, yeah. It's it's one of their it's strengths, and it's, you know, but it but it doesn't mean that it's something that's yeah. And being a little lo- uh, rules light helps with that too, right? Uh, yeah. Shadows Western is a fairly rules light setting, and they emphasize multiple times in the books that like the experience, the story, and the characters come first. The rule more important second. If you need to fudge something or if you think a rule is stupid. Yeah, whatever makes sense for the scene, go. Yeah, exactly. So um, so that helps if you're like, God, I don't know where the hell to find rules on drowning. Just wing it. Just come up. Make stamina checks until you die. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, right. The rules are on catching someone from a fall. So I'm just going to say you both take 1d10 damage. Fuck it, right? Pretty good. Yeah. Works good enough. So. So, yeah. 
you guys join us and continue to watch us uh, struggle and suffer and love and cry and laugh about all these RPGs that we are slowly all dealing with and falling in love with because that's what we do to ourselves. Thank you guys so much for watching, whether you're live with us on Twitch or watching the VOD later on YouTube. Uh, we appreciate it so much. This has just been such a weird endeavor and we're loving it. Uh, so you guys can follow us on any social media at DMs After Dark, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We have a website in the works. Coming soon. When all of that is up, we will be sharing oh, yeah. it on our Facebook page because that's where the, we're the most active. Uh, if you have any questions, you can message us there. You can email us at DMs After Dark. Uh, and we will see you guys next time. Yes. Thank you. Until next time. Take care. Bye, everyone. Take care. Thank you.